Hey, Shalom and welcome to the third series of Medrash Morsels. These are short, meaningful, and sweet chunks of Medrash designed for the whole family. Medrash Morsels for Parashas Vayichi. In the days of the Shoftim, that's before even Shaul HaMelech, there was no king in Israel yet, only judges, Shoftim. There was a Shofet, a heroic judge, a Tamil Chacham Gadol Ador. His name was Ehud ben Gera from Shevet ben Yamin. This Ehud saved Am Yisrael from the evil empire of Egloin Melech Moav. And Yaakov Avinu saw this Ehud ben Gera in his Ruach HaKodesh in this week's Parshas Bayechi when he was giving brachos over to each one of his sons on his deathbed, Yaakov hints to Ehud by saying, Binyamin ze'ev yitraf. Binyamin, you are like a wolf that rips apart its prey. Yes, Ehud ben Gera ripped apart the stomach of Egloin, the king of Moab. Here's what happened. The Bnei Yisrael were living in Eretz Yisrael, but we were doing bad in the eyes of Hashem. It happened a lot in the times of the Shoftim, and Hashem sent enemies to punish the Bnei Yisrael. Well, this particular enemy was Egloin, the leader of the neighboring country called Moab. I'm sure you have, you have heard of Moab. They descended from Lot, Avram Avinu's nephew. Well, the Bnei Yisrael were under Eglon's control for 18 years. We were suffering from those Rishoyim, the Moabim. The Bnei Yisrael got the message, though. We turned around and did teshuva. We started calling out to Hashem. We cried out to Hashem. And Hashem set up a savior. Ehud ben Gera from Shevet ben Yamin. What a great man he was. Oisik Batayra, a true gadol. And he was born a lefty. His right arm was weak. It wasn't normal. But Ehud had a powerful left arm. Ehud was a shoifet, a judge like a chief rabbi. He made a plan to assassinate Eglon the king, and his withered right hand was part of the plan. Ehud made a special double-edged short sword. Both edges were sharp, so it could cut quickly, only 16 inches long and one amma. Since Ehud was a lefty, he would draw the sword out with his left hand which meant that he belted it to his right thigh and it was hidden under his garments. Ehud pretended to act friendly to Eglon and he brought a nice present for the king. It was a large gift and needed a whole group of Yidin to bring it. They carried it into the king. Eglon was very happy. After the king accepted it, Ehud escorted his helpers back to return to Eretisrael and then he himself returned to Eglon with the short sword under his clothes. Now, since people were righties, the security guards would check people's left thigh to see if there was something concealed like a weapon for him to pull out with his right hand. But they only saw people's left thighs. They saw that Ehud didn't have anything bulging from his left thigh, so no one suspected Ehud. When Ehud came back, he said to Eglon, I have a secret to tell the king. The king Eglon said to everyone, Shh! I need quiet! Everybody leave us alone! Ehud came to him as the king was sitting upstairs out in his breezy patio. 
It was a cool and foggy day, and Ehud said to Eglon, Dvar Elokim li elecha, meaning, I have something to tell you from Hashem. As soon as Eglon heard the name of Hashem from Ehud's mouth, he stood up. By the way, we learn from Eglon a halacha, to stand and get ready. When a veker comes out and he says, Get up for Hashem's service. A veker, somebody that goes around the yeshiva dormitories, and he's telling everybody to get up to come to Shachris. As soon as you hear Hashem's name, you stand up like Eglon Melech Moavdud. Then he's an, a Gentile, certainly a servant of Hashem. A Yid should do that. Plus, because Eglon respected Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, Oh, you gave me honor by standing up from your throne? I promise I will cause your daughter to have a son who will be sitting on my throne. Kids, can you guess which famous Moabite princess was Eglon's daughter? Rus! Remember Rus? From the Rus story, she converts to be a Yid. And David Amelech and Shlomo Amelech come from her. What a schus! And by Shlomo, it says a pasuk, Vayeshev Shlomo al Hashem, that Shlomo sat on Hashem's throne. So that was a mitzvah that Eglon did, that he got rewarded mida connected mida. You see, kids, how much Hashem cares about small actions? Even a goy, a rasha, but he stood for the honor of Hashem. He gets such gigantic reward. David Amelech, Shlomo Amelech, it's a shayich. So certainly you, who are a holy yid, a tzaddik, when you stand for Baruch Hu, let's say, in Shul, whoa, your reward will be out of sight. Dynamite! Anyways, now that Eglon was standing, Ehud has to get rid of him. Ehud surprised Eglon by drawing out his short sword with his left hand. Huh? Ehud told Eglon, Sorry, Rabbanu Shalom told me to stick the sword inside of you. Eglon wasn't ready to defend himself. It was too late for Eglon. Ehud thrust the sword into Eglon's belly. Eglon was very, very fat. The entire sword went into Eglon's stomach. And even the hilt, that's the sword handle, even the hilt went in after the blade. And the fat closed around the blade. Ehud didn't pull the sword out of Eglon's belly. He left Eglon there with a ripped open belly. Like Yaakov Avinu said, Binyamin ze'ev yitrof. And all the food that was busy digesting in Eglon's belly, Mamish poured out onto the floor. Ehud had planned an escape through the fog. You can learn about it in the third parak of Sefer Shoftim, of how Ehud escaped. Then he met up with some Jewish soldiers who were waiting for him, and they attacked the Moabim. It was victory for the Yidin, and the land was at peace for eighty years after that day. You see, kids, Hashem looks after us to save us in every generation. Did you ever hear this story? Vakodosh Baruch Hu Matzileinu Matzileinu for more stories, visit our website, musastories.com.